Rally to me, Escalonians! You'll never conquer Ascalon. Hello and welcome to Hosts of Ascalon, a Guild Wars 2 podcast where two enthusiastic fangirls refuse to give in to reality to one Grumpy Pets. I am Hunter and I'm joined as always by Alona. Before we get started, a quick reminder that you can get in touch with us with news, <laughs> suggestions, questions, what? I'm here too. Something wrong? <laughs> oh, who might you be, young uh, woman? I am here, <laughs> young woman. Gosh. Hashtag has been out of town for like the past two months, essentially. Year, year, the kind last year. Feels like. So, um. Before we get started, a quick reminder that you can get in touch with us with news, questions, or comments by emailing us at hostsofascalon at gmail.com or on Twitter at hostsofascalon. Uh, we usually start things off with Chivos, where we discuss what we did in Guild Wars 2 this week. Strange woman whom I do not know, oh, would you like gosh. to start us off? All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for that introduction, Hunter. Um, so I was away last week. Um, during the expansion announcement, so I relied on Twitter updates from Hunter and Alona for all of my news. It's kind of, and yet you seem to ignore a lot of them. Oh, like you're well... like, what about this? I'm like, we literally just typed you it... that. Yeah. So I was at a working lunch during the announcement, and all of a sudden, you know, I I could see the notifications on my phone, and then they were going brrr and running way faster than I was able to check anything and I didn't want to seem like I was checking my phone too much so yeah that may have been mostly me I kind of went berserk uh, yeah like it. I missed the title of the expansion <laughs> yeah, yeah that was like what's it called when's it being released I'm like dude <laughs> anyway um so I don't feel like I fully processed all of the information and to be honest September 22nd seems it feels very quick like it's right around the corner I have a lot to do a lot I want to get done before it launches but I'm excited because mm -hmm. it's good energy um, yeah so I, I'm hoping to have my sirens landing achievements done before launch but we will see I don't know I was pretty good about all of the other living season achievements getting those done within a week or two of when those content drops happened, but I'm a little behind, so eh, we'll see. Um, I ran up Abaddon's Ascent three times on Monday, so Hunter kind of, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, right. Well, Hunter kind of showed right. me the way, and then I had to log off before I could get all the way up to the top. Um, but then I got on later and I had actually fallen down to the bottom. <laughs> so um, I redid it <laughs> again and found my way up. And I, I really, really, really love this jumping puzzle. Uh, I did it once to get the achievements, mm -hmm. once to get the diving goggles, and then another time to get the mastery point over at the um, botanical bow. Uh, yeah, so 
Mm -hmm. I could do this jumping puzzle every day. It is so much fun. Mm -hmm. I, well, and part of, well, we talked about on the previous show. show, Yeah. That how it just, it was fun discovering where to go because it was, there were usually a couple different options that you could choose, but none of them were crippling. Red herring options. Yeah. Like there were just, it was fun though. It was a fun puzzle. And then finally I, completed the bloodstone fen collection for the legendary trinkets yes i did that today mm. um i've got about mm. half the achievements done for bitter frost frontier and only a couple left for siren's landing but the <laughs> other ones not so good draconis mons is going to be awful because i have to do those hearts again Ugh. well okay okay but you need the do you need the back piece finished yes. for the draconis mons one Yes. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> Do you not okay. have that? <laughs> That's a thing oh. that I'm going to... No, I... You it's... scared me with all your like, oh my God, this is so hard. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it's not that it's hard. My it's just that, that doing those hearts <laughs> every day for what, three, four, three weeks? It was, ugh. Yeah. 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 And that's what I mean. Like, I... I it's not that I said I didn't want to do it at all. Right. I just want to pace myself with it. But now I'm guess I'm. But I guess at this point I get two fur because mm-hmm. I'll get the hearts the and also work towards the other. So I can show you a quick way to do the golem heart. I, um, I think you may have shown me that, that one. Already, usually goes quickly for so me because the okay. event pops pretty regularly, but. You don't even need to really do the event because there are these NPC golems. You can bring golem parts, and there's a quick way of doing them. You only need need to do it like six times, and then you're done the heart. No, I... I, Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. This is very important to go over tonight. No, I I meant the the, the golem. You know what I mean. Never mind. Okay. And right, that's yeah. it for Asura. me this week. Yeah. So, Alona, <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> I raided with Guild Mag this past Sunday. It was my first time going against Di- Deimos? Deimos, right? Deimos, is that how you say it? No idea. And we didn't succeed, but... So the the group had gone against them a couple times. I just had missed those fights, I think. So I, even though we didn't succeed, I loved the fight and the mechanics a lot. Like, maybe it was the profession I was playing. I was doing my Condi PS Warrior raid build, and I just really liked it. Liked it a lot. So I, I don't, I don't know. I'm looking forward. Unlike Cairn, which I was like, Cairn. I am really looking forward to getting better and succeeding with this fight because I find it quite enjoyable. I ran through the first few chapters of Heart of Thorns with Panther and Celeste. I think that was on the weekend. And I went through on my Silvari Daredevil, in which I am going to co-opt a term from a friend of mine. Uh, she, She calls her... Uh, Silvari thief this <laughs> the murder plant because because I was like I was murdering all the things super fast <laughs> so like, 
So are you so. going through the Heart of Thorns story as a sort of one last time before Path of Fire, or...? I think so. I think Celeste wants to do it again for a refresher, and I thought, why not? And I had never been through on a Silvari, so this, I'm going, I get that experience, which is kind of cool. I don't know how active I will be at it. It was more just like, oh, you need that. Sure, I'll come along. It'll be fun. But I might, I might continue on. Um, I'm being more tactical about unlocking <laughs> the specialization weapons from Heart of Thorns. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I farmed a bunch of the maps because I am deficient on almost all the currencies, and I was a, I did get all not all the plated weapons, but all the plated weapons needed for the specialization uh, collections. Yeah, just for the specialization co- collections, and uh, I because Hunter suggested the more of those you have unlocked when you're through going through the noxious pods and dragon stand, the items that you need to get dr- dropped from the pods, you're more likely wow. to get them. And I got everything <laughs> of the ones I had unlocked, except the one uh. that I need to finish one of the collections. <laughs> like it's the one, it's like this one item. And it was the one thing that didn't drop. I was like, oh. yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure why if you unlock like the plated, the machine collections it drops more of the parts you need from the noxious pods but if you only have one of those collections open your the chances are really terrible for actually getting the drop so i'm gonna have to unlock more <laughs> of the plated weapons even though i don't need more of them for the specialization <laughs> to try get this one thing and of course i did try a couple more tr- stabs at uh vinetooth prime for glint's bastion mm-hmm. not not successful but i I think I have a better plan of attack for trying to get that. Actually, actually checking the looking for group or actually going to the Ooh, zone and seeing net. if things are going on. <laughs> that second one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've tried several times. It's just so hard. and oh, So bad. And no oh, bad. Anyway, <laughs> after having a crazy awesome win streak in the ranked PVP league, like, I was 100% win. It was, like, super awesome. I flipped to the worst losing streak I've ever had. Like, I had, I think I had a 10% win. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, it was frustrating. And, yeah, so, although I do love it when other teams tell the guy who, or gal, who's being a jerk on your team to stop talking poop because they are really the reason our, the team is losing and not the rest of us. <laughs> So it's pretty like, you know, like it's this big like debate going back and forth with the guy on our team and the rest, the rest of the other team saying, dude, just shut up and do your job. Everyone else is doing stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I'm still kind of mad, but not really mad because this is kind of cool. Anyway, um, I also played with Celeste the other oh we did heart of thorns stuff as well she went through i convinced her to also do the specialization weapon achievements and she's a little uh peeved at me about that at this point but we we did do a special tour past salona in uh, orc basin so that was oh, nice mm-hmm. well, you were there for that right right yeah yeah yes 
Yep. And Hunter's been forced, yes, I mean, helping we me there. further get further along on the legendary trinket collections. Well, you hadn't even started on it. I I know. But so like you're like, let's go here and do this. Oh, and like, oh, let's fight this. I'm like, did you get the item? What what are we even doing here? We're doing the trinket thing. Like he didn't even tell me what we're there for. I was like, da 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 da, hang it out, have fun, doing stuff in bitter frost. I had um built up a surplus of the suet and the I had an extra crawl firestone and I had winter berries and I was like, Well, I'm not gonna put these to waste i gotta (laughs) use them on another elixir and help someone and alona was there so (laughs) so i got a bunch of the stuff Mm -hmm. from bitter frost done because you know yeah you're almost done bitter frost now aren't you oh oh i don't know i actually haven't even looked at the collection (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) no idea how far along i am alona (laughs) this is (laughs) I rely on the kindness of others. <laughs> well, I, have, I at least have an excuse. And finally, even though we already talked about Vine Poop, Vine Pooth? Mm. Vine, Vine Tooth Prime. Uh, Vine Tooth Prime is the new Rendak. It's going to be the bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah, Forever. How, how long have we been doing Rendak now? It's got to be over a year. It's been a long time. <laughs> But anyway, oh, I think gosh. I know there's yeah. more, but there's a lot to go over, and I'm decided I wasn't going to rack my brain trying to figure out what else I had done in game. So uh, let's move it on to you, Hunter. Okay, I have been working a lot on the new legendary trinket collections, most of which were pretty quick and simple for me to get because you know I'm very familiar with those zones by now. Um, I caught a mesmer who was advertising in LFG and shepherding people through the Ember Bay jumping puzzle in stages which made that really easy and uh yeah it took like 10 minutes or something i don't know i need that yeah just look in the lfg it's there's um someone porting to the end of the (laughs) draconis mons jumping puzzle as well if you have a teleport to friend and they're advertising in the lfg pretty much every day that's how i got that and um the hardest part for me was finding a successful ignis in draconis mons that's the legendary wyvern uh everything else just took going out there and actually doing it i um i have everything except for ignis done so until i get to phase two obviously um i worked on a bunch of sirens landing achievements and goals been going in every day and gambling for pearls because oh but gambling in the game is bad (laughs) oh gambling's bad am i I paying real money to gamble for pearls no i'm not oh that reminds me i can I interject very briefly? Okay. <laughs> I got the Duena back piece set from the things, <sighs> and also and also the advanced leather rack, <laughs> which yeah. would which would sell for what was it one point five thousand gold? But Dinaf- I ke- I kept it. Yeah, Dynafar. <laughs> I... All right. Please continue with your <sighs> perfectly fine gambling. I guess. I'm not using my own (laughs) money to gamble. I worked on a bunch of Sirens Landing achievements and goals. Uh, I've been going in every day and gambling for pearls because in the long term, I want to get the Abaddon backpack, which requires buying the other five backpacks, which is 200 pearls each and 300,000 karma each. Um, So that's, yeah, well, over 300,000, actually. It's like 330-something. And, uh, 
Yeah, so that's like 1.8 million karma Ouch. all told. So I've also been farming karma a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also been buying the Orion coffers from the Waypoint merchants in Siren's Landing every day. You can buy seven or eight a day. Uh, I'm getting a weird bug where it varies a bit. Um, but for one or they cost one Orion pearl, and they always return at least one Orion pearl with a chance All at right. more. And plus, you can get T six materials. That. You can get lodestones, oh. doubloons. So yeah, I've been buying those every day. I've gotten like at least like six or seven charged lodestones from it. Oh, cool. Um, I've also been doing the hearts in Siren's Landing every day, as I said, because I want to gamble for pearls, but I also found a quick, easy way of doing the hearts. You can kill leyline scavengers, and they give you, like, uh, a new skill bar, and one of the skills, skill four, is a channel that powers a little altar near the reliquary. Uh, So if you stand a good distance away from it, uh, you can get as much as half of a heart's progress with one channel. Hmm. So you do that twice, you're done. Yep. It's uh, pretty quick. Uh, that's very useful to me. Uh, it works at each of the hearts. Um, yeah, I accidentally did it the other day. Oh, well. Figured it out, so, <laughs> I yeah. saw it in a video. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I, I didn't. I was glad that you pointed out the video to me because I sort mm-hmm. of understood what I did, but I wasn't entirely <laughs> sure. In so everything. What? Um, yeah, there's a video. I'll tweet out the video on the host of Ascalon Twitter after the show so people can see that. Um, I got all the Sirens Landing achievements done, and now I'm just in need of some of the achievements from the second and third instances, the story instances. Ooh. I'm one achievement away from the Siren's Landing meta, which I can get if I use the character I left at the top of the jumping puzzle to get the Diving Goggles Chivo, but the chest rewards three pearls a day, so I haven't done that, Mm. because I'm after the pearls. I've got about 300 right now, but I'm saving up (laughs) karma. (laughs) I've got like 25. I I haven't even checked. I have no (laughs) idea how much I have. Yeah, I bought already bought one of the backpacks. Me either. So I don't think I've been in Sirens Landing for like a week and a half, so Well, I was trying oh, well. I was doing the Heart of Thorns map so that I could get the stupid things. Yes. <laughs> Two years after the game came the you're, the you're, expansion came out. You weren't far from the only one finishing up, you know, achievements and stuff. <laughs> Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Every other week, we post a poll on Twitter for what we call Votes of Escalon. And this week, we asked, What's your favorite Path of Fire mount? So the options were Lil Fuzzy Bunny, Velociraptor, Flyfish, or Dust Puppers. <laughs> and. With 110 votes in, 26% of you said Lil Fuzz Bunny, 15% of you said Velociraptor, 28% of you said Flyfish, and our winner with 31% 
was the dust, dust covers. covers. Oh. <laughs> so, so Hunter was making up the poll, and I was in the middle. I think I might have even been in PvP when you were asking what which should we call these, and I was rather than their regular names. And he goes, "What would be a good name for Jackal?" And I just blurt out, "Dust Puppers!" <laughs> while I'm in the middle of fighting. <laughs> It's a really good nickname. <laughs> so I'm like, it is. It is. And then I had other ones, for, but he had already finished them. <laughs> I, I wonder if it won the poll because Dust Puppers is such a good nickname. It could be. Also, oh, it's, yeah. it is pretty damn cool. Although, I, I think from the... Well, we'll get into it further on when we talk about the actual expansion stuff. I won't do it here. And now it's time for Post of Ascalon, where we discuss the latest news in Guild Wars 2. Gosh, I wish we had some. <laughs> so, so much. <laughs> so, uh, 33 pages. But don't worry, we're not talking all 30. There's, but there's a no. bunch. Don't scare them. <laughs> Jeez. <Sorry>. So <laughs> we are, first of all, giving big kudos to Delphi for their live stream recap because we've heavily borrowed because I like the fact that they use bullet points <laughs> and we just kind of generalize some of the stuff from that. So basically, most people know this information, but the release date is going to be September 22nd. It's, of course, called Path of Fire. In the first preview weekend, which is going to be running August 11th to 13th, players will get a taste of the first open world map of the expansion and the Raptor Mount. In the second preview weekend, which will go from August 18th to 20th, players can create demo characters and play in player versus player or world versus world with the nine new elite specializations. I really like how they've done that to keep like the the two things separate so people can really mm -hmm. focus on certain aspects without being overshadowed by other things yeah so i think that's very cool and how cool is it that the release date is september 22nd that is not far away it's i so uh before the it might have even been the night before the announcement or it was at, at the very least that weekend i was talking with pebbles in chat and she was like so when do you think it's going to be i was like oh, I have no basis for this, but my gut is telling me September. <laughs> so, <Ooh>. so September. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm excited because it's exactly a week after my birthday. So, birthday present. Cool. Yes. Um, it, we actually didn't note this here, and I can't remember if we do it further down, but the preview weekend is, both of them are going to be, I think, both of them, certainly the first one, available to anyone who wants to try them whether you have the free to play whether you get it like the day that the preview weekend runs it doesn't matter just mm -hmm. if you yep. want if you're at all i don't imagine those people are listening to this podcast but yep. <laughs> um it's it's open to everyone i think it's a really interesting choice and i think it's very cool yeah, oh yeah might be, so might much be. better than when i had to farm silver wastes for the portal that I never got. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was in the, I must have did like 12 or 13 runs of silver wastes and never got that. But I guess that's not that many compared to some yeah. people. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we also wanted to pull out a couple bullet points from the official path of flame uh, FAQ. I went there for something else and I was like, wow, this is like super, like 
FAQs are supposed to be informative, but this is really good FAQ. So if you're at all interested in reading more about it, just the general guildwars2.com. I think it's it's a super long thing, but if the there's an FAQ, go try find it. It's really great. But they point out owning Heart of Thorns isn't required to access Path of Fire content. However, some content is exclusive to Heart of Thorns. You must purchase Heart of Thorns to unlock and use the Gliding Mastery, as well as all other masteries introduced in and exclusive to that expansion. You will be able to complete all of the content in Path of Fire without the use of any Heart of Thorns exclusive masteries. You much you must pers- blah, start again. You must purchase Heart of Thorns to unlock and use the nine elite specializations introduced with that expansion. Path of Fire includes access to the Revenant profession, but not the Herald Elite Specialization. If you own only Path of Fire, you'll be able to create a Revenant character and unlock the Renegade Elite Specializations. And you must purchase Heart of Thorns to claim the new Guildhall released in Path of Fire and access the Scribe Crafting Discipline to fully upgrade your Guildhall. So Hmm. it's very clear laid out and explained and I thought that was awesome um, I thought it was interesting how they, they broke it out that way yep very well yep. done yep for the pre-order, pre-order that is open now there is a bonus you get a Sunspear weapon skin of your choice a miniature Balthazar which is actually quite sizable and the title of Elonian Envoy. Yeah, the mini is almost as big as my Asura. It's huge. <laughs> I haven't like pulled mine out Mr. yet. It's like Mr. Sparkle size. <laughs> yeah, you get all the pre-order stuff right away, by the way. Yeah. Uh, with, sort of. Oh, yeah, pre-order stuff. Yes, you do. Yeah. The price, which was in line what a lot of people were kind of expecting, I think, was standard is $29.99 US dollars for path of fire and a max level boost the deluxe is 54.99 us dollars of course you get those plus a character additional character slot an identity repair kit which is the one that uh, it's the name change and total makeover kit Mm -hmm. spear marshall's presence which is a sun spear outfit which is deceptively simple but it has some really nice wait textures i have an outfit now what what (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's only the third outfit that I own. I like that this is what you're taking from this. <laughs> and the Lily of the Elan permanent pass. If you click on it, it says you can't go there yet. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. Also, with the level 80 boost, it comes in a shared inventory mm-hmm. slot that you can keep, I believe. I, I think hope so. so. That's how it worked with Heart of Thorns. Yeah, I haven't used mine yet, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, me either. It's just sitting there looking all pretty, alluring, <laughs> yes, alluring, pretty. And finally, there's the ultimate version for seventy nine ninety nine US dollars. It's everything that you get otherwise, but uh, also four thousand gems. And there's a fi- which is a fifty percent discount on the gems. So if you're at the type of person who buys gems, <coughs> and could conceivably buy <laughs> over four thousand gems over the course of over. <laughs> A span of time, this is a good buy. <laughs> and the interesting thing is it does say I did I did notice people were uh tweeting or messaging ArenaNet saying I haven't got my gems, where are my gems? I bought the thing. Um it does say specifically it's seventy 
two hours. Yeah, so it's three days before you will get them. And it was like, like bang on, 72, mm. you know, third day, here's your gems. And I, I can't remember where I was reading or who I was talking to, but they were saying that that was to stop people um, using the gems to maybe game the system somehow, like doing a chargeback on their card. Mm. Yeah, probably. So in any event, I thought that was interesting. And there is a bundle purchase that you can get for Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire. It was on the official forums. There was a POF purchase clarification thread. Gail Gray said the option to purchase the bundle of Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire will appear at the end of the purchase flow. When you are reviewing your order, please note that if you already own HOT, the upgrade slash bundle option will not appear. But if you do not own HOT and are looking to purchase Path of Fire and add Heart of Thorns at a reduced price, it should appear as I described above. And so she had described that. So I thought that was that was good. Awesome. I think I saw an option to buy yeah. Heart of Thorns, even though I, I did I see own it, it most definitely. I, don't I saw it, it and I wondered about it. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, I was concerned because obviously I already have it. But when I went and applied the code, everything was fine. Redeem the code, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what to expect? The new expansion starts right where we left off in. Living World Season 3. We will venture into the Crystal Desert for the first time since Guild Wars 1. This is the same desert where Glint lived and where humans went to commune with their gods. It has been cut off from the outside world for 250 years, and now it is time to return. La la la. Um, I'm pretty excited about this, gotta say. Uh, As someone who had bought Nightfall initially based on the environments that I saw on the box <laughs> on the shelf. I'm like super excited by a lot of these. <laughs> like super duper excited. So as far as the maps, there are going to be five new maps. There's going to be iconic locations and landmarks that are very recognizable to players who played Guild Wars 1, but they are building the story and lore in such a way that if you are not if you were not there from the very beginning, it's fine you know it's they're probably still gonna be awesome they you just won't have that uh sentimental experience with them probably i'm sure you'll be mm-hmm. able to learn about some of the history that's I, what i'm hoping probably i would assume so and there's there's a ton of content creators pumping out some lore like Crichton herald has stuff going out all the time i think they're going to do an alona uh series and of course there's guild lores like there's just a lot a lot of people on Mm -hmm. twitters and the interwebs covering off lore as well there's a volatile mix of different factions in the new regions there's the forged balthazar's army living army armor created that only serve balthazar ruthless and dedicated to serve they look Mm -hmm. amazing yes the awakened which are the undead forces with some memories presumably of their former lives that serve Palawa Joko and do anything for their master and finally the branded that serve Kralkatorik mindless elements stripped of their original selves by Kralkatorik's power they seem nice Mm. most amazing mob if we can discuss that for a second was that Hydra did you see that 
I know. Yes. I was super excited about Hydra. And actually, wow. Bootsper pointed out on Twitter that it had the glow, like the bosses do in Guild Wars 1. Yeah, one of them did, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Um, they're bringing, Arena is bringing exploration back to the forefront of Guild Wars 2. It's not just one big flat desert. It has different biomes all coming together. There are elements that make each map unique, but also tie e- each map together. There will be bounties. That's me pumping my arms in the air. Bounties! <laughs> for players to hunt down dangerous creatures, world bosses, as well as mount races. And mm. there will be a new guild hall called the Windswept Haven, which it actually, the Windswept, have you looked much at the Windswept Haven? It's hard to say I Windswept have not. Haven. I've watched the brief video they have on the main page, and it looks pretty amazing, very alone in. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of uh, Lost Precipice, actually. Well, uh, yeah. Well, kind of dusty. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking forward. I'm not sure if we'll switch, because I really do like the Gilded Hollow, but, I mean, we'll maybe make a poll for the Guild to see if people want it try it out mm-hmm. yeah and uh, moving on we have mounts being introduced for the second time to give us to what Each you changed it what own... hunter <laughs> oh well, you're just because anet wants to say that mounts are being introduced to the first time doesn't make it true like gliders <laughs> are mounts sure gliders does. are it's... mounts whose whose game is this who made it hmm uh, I paid for them to make it, so oh <laughs> exclusively. Gliders are mounts. You can dispute that all you got. want, but it's true. Um, each mount has its own movement ability and can be get to places other mounts can't get to. They are designed to be companions that help you traverse the world and help you get across puzzles in new ways. Mounts are tied to the mastery system layout. Every mastery is basically about the mounts. So there's no non-mount masteries, I don't think, in Path of Fire. Um, each mount has one combat skill to aid players in combat. Raptor has a tailspin, for example, that pulls enemies together and is good for starting off big fights. It, it automatically looks pretty cool. Yeah, it automatically dismounts you at the same time, I believe. Yeah, right? yep. You can't... Uh, yeah, because yeah, right, so you can't yeah. engage in combat on your mount. Mm-hmm. And here's the most amazing thing. Mounts will be usable in zones outside of Path of Fire maps as well. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I've been reading and they're to... diable. I forgot what? about that. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Alona told me that. Yes. Um, One other thing that I thought was really amazing that I don't think we have in the show notes, but I'm just remembering... Um. Because we now have a faster way to get around maps, we don't have to yes. have s- s- swiftness or speed skills on our skip. Hello, with bated breath. Hello, hello. There you go. <laughs> so a long where, wind where, up there, Hunter. <laughs> One thing that was really interesting: silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just start again. One thing that was really interesting was the fact that now that we have mounts. Uh, we don't need to carry swiftness or speed skills or movement skills on our bars anymore, so that frees up our bars for other really more interesting mm-hmm. skills. And I, I can't wait for that because I have a lot of swiftness and speed skills on my bar. Yeah, me yep. too. Um, so the Raptor. The Raptor is the first mount players have access to in 
Path of Fire. It has an enormous leap that allows it to jump over canyons and roofs. Roofs? Roofs. Roofs. Roofs? I'm not Rooftops. sure. Rooftops. I don't know. That's <laughs> they, they are hard, hardy and swift and surprisingly easy to train due to their intelligence. They can cross great distances in a single leap, making them the favored mount of many of the desert's denizens. Travelers are advised not to leave the city of Amnon without obtaining a raptor companion. So, two things. The leap animation, love it. Mm -hmm. A lot. And when I've called it out on our uh, guild discord, because there's this one, when you first see it, the, when they're talking about the raptor, it's sitting down with the player on its back. And as it, it stands up from that, the animation on that is so good. It is so like smooth and organic. Love it. And uh, we, I guess we're starting in at noon. That must be where we're we are. arriving at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool to go back there. Um, the next mount is the Springer. Uh, it is a mutant bunny jackalope. I don't like the phrase mutant because you can't call something that is cute a mutant. <laughs> you can. What are you doing? Lots of, no. lots of adorable things are mutant. Right. It's just a, what do you like think? an offshoot. Yeah. It's a mutation. Yeah. Mutant no. is gross. All right. <laughs> Uh, it's like a mutt. <laughs> Mutant is gross. <laughs> it has a charged up jump where the longer you charge up, the higher you will jump. Their long ears and wiggly noses are charming, but the Springer's greatest strength is their ability to make jaw-dropping vertical leaps. Traveling merchants and couriers use them to cross sheer cliffs in the Crystal Highlands, shaving weeks off their journeys. I hadn't heard that part before, the Crystal Highlands oh. part. That must be a mm-hmm. zone name. Um, I'm wondering, so their attack, I wonder if it's something like a kangaroo kick, like the right. double. Like the legs shoot out. Like back on the tail and then uh, a kick. Uh, I don't like the connotation of that because that is designed to uh, mutilate their foe's genitalia. Why are what? you going there? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that what? is what that's what the kangaroos are doing when they kick well, like that. They're kicking at their what? male foes. Let's move on to Skimmer. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Skimmers have manta-like wings. <laughs> Skimmers have manta-like wings and a strange mystical vibe. It hovers over the ground as well as water. Skimmers are graceful creatures native to the Elon River. They live above water, breathing through large air sacs as they float above the surface. While they cannot truly fly, they can hover for short distances at a height that that's of several a... no. <laughs> I like that that's a unit of measurement. A measurement. <laughs> <laughs> Making them indispensable for crossing large areas of treacherous quicksand or yes. sulfur. I like the... So I would... Okay, my little brief aside for this one is I have like a small fear of quicksand, even though I've never been anywhere it exists. So I might have a little bit of trauma when it comes to these areas if there's quicksand. (laughs) Jackal can blink forward a short distance and change distance midair. This allows it to have a more precise movement for jumping puzzles. Um, jackals are elusive magical creatures formed on shifting sands and given shape by magical runes they can dissipate into sand to teleport short distances and dash through sand portals 
the gin of the desolation, create and tame them. Dust Prove peppers. yourself a worthy trainer, and you may befriend one. I wanted to say something about the sand. I hope the sand, the quicksand, can kill yeah. you. Oh, I'm sure it can. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if it's like in a uh, um uh oh, yeah, yeah, zone name dry top where you know there's that area that you have to quick dash across. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. right. Hmm. That might be interesting. Yeah. I hope that. Yeah. It, yeah, but if you actually sink into darkness, I. I may actually have panic attacks. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> have you have you had panic attacks? No, but that one you just slow down and take damage as you're crossing. You don't actually sink into it and like lose vision. And Path of Fire also has nine new elite specializations, and we'll start with Guardians Firebrand. Uh you can specialize in burning enemies and conjuring tomes to aid allies. They can use secret tomes that give them quick access to skills, giving up instant support in favor of casted support. You will have a lot more focused support available to you as a as a firebrand. Uh, the firebrand uses a main hand axe. Uh, and it uses mantras to charge spells for instant use and wield an axe to cleave their foes at short range. Virtues are replaced by conjured tomes of lore. These tomes act as weapons to rebuke enemies and protect allies. So what do you guys think of the firebrand? Uh, I need to... Okay. I need to just play all these before actually... Yeah. <laughs> these are words... <laughs> Well, I think it's interesting that they've sort of like removed tomes a while back, and now they're putting them back in with this specialization. Oh, but they're probably so. going to be mechanically different than that. So, well, slightly with this whole new ammo thing that they're introducing. Mm -hmm. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that later, of course. Uh, I I like it. I find it interesting that they're getting axe. I think it's about time. You know, it's good that Guardian's getting it. Hmm. Yeah, I think it, mm -hmm. it'll work well with axe. Right. And the Necromancer is getting a specialization called Scourge. They reject Palawa Joko and utilize an alternative approach to necromancy, giving up Death Shroud, and they give their life force to the Earth to protect allies, gain more battlefield control and movement options that the regular Necro does not have. Uses a torch as an offhand weapon and can raise sand shades, which shield allies and torment foes. Their punishment skills turn enemies' strength into weaknesses, granting boons and protective barriers to allies. Um, they wield torches to burn and corrupt the ground underneath their enemies. Uh, what I found interesting about this is that they seem to have like a very definitive mm -hmm. lore aspect. To the background behind the specialization, which is not something that happened mm. happens every time. Yeah, I thought that was really quite interesting. And I was with the sand shades. I I got vibes of like Trillia Midwell. Oh, hmm, interesting. You know, where she has that's more um, vortexes. Yeah, but still, I, I was wondering if it would be a little bit like that. The animation looks like it might be a little bit like that. But I I really love the idea behind. Like with Palo Ajoko being their straight up necromancies, mm -hmm. maybe not a great idea. So I think that was <laughs> thought that was great. 
Hmm. Oh, but yeah. Jawas pointing out Palawa Joko is the scourge of Vabby. <gasps> Gasp! Oh, that's true. Interesting. <laughs> so maybe that's something that he developed and passed on to Duh. other people in Alona. Uh, and also the thief is getting a specialization called Deadeye it uses rifles to get more ranged uh, allows them to tackle problems from a distance Uh, you form a contract to take out particular individuals and they are mercenaries uh, assassins and trained hunters Uh, it uses rifle to snipe at long range marking targets to harass them with harmful effects and the mastery of shadow magic allows them to cast cantrips which gain bonuses against marked targets or as their malice increases i i'm not sure what malice is exactly have you guys no read up no, on malice i'm not 100% sure if that is a typo or not now but no it's it's a no it's just the new hmm. unique mechanic for dead eye i've heard so of it i, I just don't uh, know what it is yeah i i think I really want to see how this... I like the idea of, like, the contract or the marking of your... of the enemies. Also, I like cantrips. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Like, I kind of feel like cantrips and... Um, what's the one? Uh, mantras are a little bit similar in some ways. And Coffee and Quest is saying Malice is a thing you build stacks of on your intended target in order to increase the burst damage you you do to them. We don't need... Yeah, that's very informative. Thanks. So yeah, I think that'll be fun to try. It's it's interesting because um, Daredevil was so movement-based, like bounce, bounce, bounce all over the place. This is like, stand still. Target. Far away. <laughs> Far away. <laughs> right. It's like diametrically opposed thematically. So for the Mesmer, we have Mirage, which is a deceptive combatant at close melee. Camouflage into their surroundings and attack from all sides. New dodge mechanic, Blur Effect, allows attacks to pass through them rather than having a physical dodge. Huh. That's interesting. It's yeah. It's basically distortion on your dodge bar, which gotcha. Two thumbs up. Yeah. So the mesmer is going to gain axe as a main hand weapon and uses whirling axe attacks to fight at close and mid range. Their deception skills create fragile constructs which shatter when touched, creating mirage cloaks to avoid enemy attacks instead of dodging away from them. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm very happy that I made Astralaria because I made it on the. I was banking. <laughs> I was banking on. Yeah. I was like, you were. They they have an, a, a <laughs> phantasm that uses axes. So let's just go with this. So huzzah! Good call. Yeah. Good call. But yeah, I'm really excited uh, about the dodge mechanic. So the warrior is going to be called the Spellbreaker, a warrior that specializes in fighting magic users. They are members of the Sunspear Order, chosen guardians of Elona. They wield daggers and are able to stop the magic of their foes. They have powerful retaliatory abilities. Spellbreakers can stop enemy skills and eliminate enemy boons. You don't challenge your enemies where they are weak. You challenge them where they are strong and make them bow down. (laughs) Ooh. That was impressive. <laughs> uh, dagger, dagger, both hands. 
able to use their adrenaline to perform a full counter, absorbing the next attack against them and damaging surrounding foes. A couple of things. Um, from what I've been looking at, uh, it appears that the main goal of a spellbreaker is essentially to strip boons, because like, if you look at the elite uh, that they have, it forms an AOA circle around you, and it strips boons from everyone in that circle. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just wanted to comment on the full counter ability, which is totally an anime reference to, I forget the English name of it, but hmm. a popular anime. I, hmm. I like that a lot of people have been saying that this is very similar to Guild Wars 1 Denial Mesmer, even though it's the warrior. So I'm like, I'm excited to try it because... I mm -hmm. loved playing a Denial Mesmer, so yes, rub my hands together for this one. <laughs> that does not I sound was, like rubbing your hands together. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the Elementalist is the Weaver, able to wield multiple attainments at once. Elementalists usually cycle through their magic one after the other, but the Weaver combines and creates elements out of the two two fire skills, two water skills, and a fifth skill that is fire and that is a fire and water skill. Uses the main hand sword and uses dual attunement. Cycle elements from hand to hand, combining them in their central skill. This skill changes depending on their elemental attunement and choice of weapon. So that is a lot of new bonkers. skills on that one <laughs> class. <laughs> Ah, oh, so bonkers. Moving on, Ranger will have the opportunity to become the Soul Beast. It allows Rangers to combine their spirits with their pet. They take on their pet's essence to tear through opponents. They gain Dagger as main hand weapon. The new range, as well as there's going to be new Ranger pets in Alona. Uh, I'm very excited for the Aboga, personally, like super duper. When the Soul Beast mm -hmm. merges with its pet, they gain its unique abilities as well as the abilities of its archetype. They may not always fight side by side with their pets, but rangers never truly fight alone. And I love the callback to Nightfall that you'll, yeah, that was the big thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right. That was like a Sunspear slogan or something. Mm. I just wanted to comment that uh, people have been sort of after a, a way to be a ranger without a pet for quite some time, since before launch, Right. actually. I, I think I have a blog post from before launch about the subject. <laughs> but uh, yeah, finally happening. Cool, cool, cool. I like that chat is still going on about Weaver, because <laughs> <it's, laughs> it does look phenomenal, I have to say. It does. I, I kind yeah. of want to roll an elementalist now. Yeah, You should. Just for this, I and should. you have a, you will have a level eighty boost. Although you don't I want do. a level eighty of, oh, if you've never played one, you need to baby steps. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> for the revenant, they have the opportunity to become a renegade with the new legend Kala Scorchraiser. She bestows players with her rebellious spirit that she used to overthrow the Flame Legion. This manifests as the ability to ambush opponents by summoning members of Kala's Char Warband to, bolst to bolster your allies and use portals to fire arrows through the mists and hit your enemy from behind. And you get access to the short bow, or they do. I want to 
So the mist stuff with Revenant, I want it. I want to see more of this, and I really like the idea of how this could potentially work. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they added in, like with the recent update, more uh, chatting with the legend in idle moments. So if you just stand around on your Revenant, you'll end up chatting yes. with your yeah, chosen legends. Yeah, we heard about legends. that. It was just pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I I think I'm actually kind of happy with Hammer for my ranged option, so I'm not sure I'm going to be using well, Shortbow yeah. that much. We'll see. I really like <laughs> Hammer. I am excited for Shortbow because I have that one available. <laughs> yeah, you got Chuka. So, and finally, Engineer can be the Hollowsmith, bending light into weapons, multi-weapon style, or multi-weapon playstyle. There are attacks where the Hollowsmith pulls out a holographic hammer to hit the enemy, then switch quickly to holographic guns. In the process, they build up heat within themselves. If they stay, stay too long in that mode, they can explode. They use main hand sword or gain access to main hand sword. In their photon forge mode, they gain access to powerful new skills. Each skill generates heat, which can damage the hollow smith. Their utility skills take advantage of this, however, by gaining greater power as their heat level exceeds a threshold. So, haya, that's a uh... yeah. Hmm. My name's Skywalker. <laughs> I'm here to rescue you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why are you saying that? <gasps> wow, <laughs> they're they're really selling the the sword on the hollow smith. Oh, as a, right, as a, as a lightsaber. Yeah, the, the picture that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Delphi <laughs> said it's like a, an elegant weapon for a simpler time or something. Like that. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. And that's it for the uh, specializations that are going to be coming with Path of Fire. Right. So with Path of Fire, there's actually some new minimum system requirements. I don't think we're too certain about the exact details, but Guild Wars 2 is bumping requirements to play Path of Fire. You'll now need Windows 7 and the 64-bit client, although a clarification statement suggests players may be able to play on the 32-bit client. Uh, 64-bit is strongly recommended for quality of experience. So that, I mean, I was playing on Vista in a 32-bit system up until... December. And then your world opened so, uh, up in front I wonder of how many people are going to be knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I could use Discord appropriately, even though I hate Discord. It was nice. <laughs> um, and on top of all that, we got a massive balance patch this Tuesday. <laughs> I can't believe you suggested we not do a show last week, Hunter. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I repeatedly said and we often really suggested maybe show. we should do and a show. Went, nope, yes. nope, nope, we better yep. wait. <laughs> <laughs> have, I, have I given you a rage stroke yet? A little bit. <laughs> All right, so starting with Tuesday's update notes. Um, Current events, achievements from Living World Season 3 have been grouped into new categories under the Side Stories Achievement Group. Uh, when I logged in, I just went to that and saw that I needed like to just to talk to Ella McKay and the NPC yeah. mm-hmm. in Divinity's Reach, and I got like 30 achievement points out of it. Yep. That's all I needed to do. And meta achievements have been added for two of the new side stories categories, including an achievement for beginning each new meta's story. Oh, I guess that's what that was. And they've rebounded <laughs> current events. 
Oh, so by the way, we're not covering everything. We're just kind of picking and choosing. Oh yeah, we had oh, to cut. Right, we had to cut stuff. Yeah, we we do not have time to go over thirty-three <laughs> pages of patch notes. You don't have time for us to go over thirty-three pages of patch notes. Yeah. So they've rebalanced current events, uh, the blood crazed creatures, the bandit bosses, and the leyline anomalies. Uh, I think the bandit bosses being nerfed a bit was entirely necessary. Yes. But I'm happy to see the leyline anomalies nerfed too, because they usually couldn't do those alone. So maybe you can do those alone now. Mm-hmm. I remember. I, I seem to recall I you so. saying that on a previous show as well, like saying once things move on to newer areas, those might need to be revisited. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad they did that. I am glad because um, I don't have those done. And I tried to go back and do those a couple of weeks ago and it was not possible. So I'm hoping that I can finish up. I think maybe, the... maybe Vine Poof will get <laughs> <laughs> revamped. Vine Poof time will get uh, scaled back a little bit. Interestingly, I think they said that the blood crazed creatures have more power, but I reworded this because it was really long. Hmm. So maybe they weren't nerfed, but uh, buffed. Hashtag. Well, it's not the blood crazed um, ones that I need. It's the leyline anomalies and the oh, bandit yeah. bosses. Yep. Responding to local demand for pet care supplies, a new vendor <laughs> has set up shop in Radisson to provide shoppers with fun and safe toys to entertain their cats. Further responding to local demand to get these infuriating felines out of my lab. Harmless scientific equipment for shooing cats away is also provided. I feel like uh... I feel like you could have written that, Hunter. <laughs> uh, I probably won't shoo them away from my home since <laughs> I went through all the trouble to get them in the first place. But the get these infuriating felines out of my lab does sound like something you would say. <laughs> I don't have a lab. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um... <laughs> I like that that's the part. (laughs) Where are the dogs at? That's all I'm saying. Where are the dogs? Why can't we have dogs? I would love doggies. Um, And hamsters. Yeah. Hamsters. You wouldn't be able to see hamsters. I'm just throwing that out there. I hadn't thought of it before this moment. (laughs) Glad to see well thought out ideas being presented on the show. It's what I'm here Uh, for. They added two new options to the sound options panel that will allow you to determine how items with unique sound effects play back on your game client. So that's unique sounds from Quip or the Dreamer, etc. And skipping a few things, we go down to for lower tiers in fractals, various mechanics for the oh, final we're moving boss. On to fractals. <laughs> shattered observatory. Yes. I did say fractals. <laughs> but I you didn't say people... shattered observatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for lower tiers, various mechanics for the final boss have had their damage toned down so that the difficulty curve is more similar to other bosses. Yeah, I think 25 is pretty much oh, the high good. end of a difficulty mm-hmm. on a level 25, but I think it was still doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Scorvald and Fear Astra bosses now provide a daily reward chest. I don't know what that's about. Did they need a daily reward chest? I think other bosses did. And they were the ones that didn't. Okay, well. I think, if I had to guess. Uh, moving on to some stat changes. Giver's weapons now provide expertise instead of condition duration. Uh, armor now gives concentration instead of boon duration. Doubloons now provide concentration instead of boon duration. 
Uh, snowflake upgrades now provide concentration instead of boon duration. Fugitsu mules that provide boon duration or condition duration now provide concentration or expertise. <laughs> Food consumables that provided stacked versions have had their bonus replaced with a flat amount of stats. So that's a big nerf mm-hmm. to reading foods and all kinds of uh, foods and it's an interesting change yep. uh, utility consumables have had have been overhauled and now all provide stat conversion more details can be found on the forums uh, sharpening stones all provide at least one bonus to power maintenance oils provide bonus to concentration we should have cut <laughs> some of this Tuning crystals all provide at least one bonus to condition damage. Furious, toxic, bountiful, and magnanimous utility consumable recipes have had their ingredients adjusted to reduce their crafting costs. When ascended materials are ingredients, sharpening stones will now always require dragonite, or maintenance oils will require bloodstone dust, and focusing crystals will require imperial fragments. Glad to see the sinks for those, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you take over? I'm a bit winded. With Path of Fire on the horizon, we'll soon be adding nine new elite specializations with nine new trait lines to the game. Along with these new additions, we are also taking some time to do a pass on the older trait lines in order to update them for the current state of the game. There has been a general pass on wording for traits to better clarify what they do, as well as several functionality changes across all core profession traits and some of Heart of Thorns elite specialization traits. These changes are aimed at improving the synergy of these old traits with the lines they live in, as well as across other lines. So for some general ones that we wanted to call out, of course, we talked about it earlier, the ammunition ammunition system. The ammunition or ammo system has been added to the game. Several skills across multiple professions now use the ammo, now use ammo for their skills. Ammo skills have a stock count of uses that can regenerate over time. Each ammo skill has a short recharge between uses that varies per skill. New skill facts for ammo count and count recharge have been added. Count recharge and recharge between uses are affected by recharge reduction skills and traits. Yeah, so have you had a chance to check out anything with ammo on it? Uh, just the mantras, and I, I haven't really noticed a difference other than where the counter mm-hmm. sits. You said it was much easier to see. It is way easier to see how many charges you have left. And that's what ammo is, essentially. It's yeah. the same mechanic as mantras used to have, only retooled so that more professions can use it. Yeah, and it makes sense because with... Uh, who's getting the mantras again? It's... a uh, uh, Guardian, Guardian Firebr- yeah. Firebrand. Yeah. For Light Aura, this skill no longer applies a single stack of vulnerability to someone striking you. It now reduces incoming condition damage by 10% in addition to granting retaliation when struck. So that's a that's... pretty big change to Light Aura. Mm-hmm. And it makes it really useful, I think. Because mm-hmm. all it did before was like condition removal, maybe? I don't even know. Yeah. Retaliation, maybe? I don't. Keywords relating to profession mechanics and skill types have been standardized and highlighted across all professions. I actually noticed this before reading it in the show notes uh, or in the patch notes. I really liked it. It made a big difference for being able to see important delineators Mm -hmm. just at a glance. 
For Charzuka, the skill now is now equipped for a 15 second duration instead of expiring after using a set number of attacks. I think that's a really great change, actually. Is it? Isn't it? Because you could activate it and then use it at will, but now you're limited to a 15 second window. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I can see. I can see both sides of this one. And all of the Norn Transform elites have been touched. Uh, it, it, in all cases, uh, for Become the Raven, Become the Wolf, and Become the Snow Leopard, not all, I guess those ones, Swoop, Leap, and Pounce, the distance of this skill travels is no longer affected by movement speed yeah. modifiers. The further nerfing of racial skills continues into complete irrelevance. <sighs> well... <laughs> <laughs> For Elementalist, so we're moving on to specific professions now. For the Elementalist, they say, in this balance update, the Elementalist is seeing some cleanup of a few Elemental minions and a change in the way their conjure utility skills behave. We've reworked different aspects of those weapons, or these weapons, and removed the prohibitive charge system with the intention of promoting holding on to the weapons and using all their skills. Several traits have seen augmentations, with Arcane Resurrection now allowing Geyser, in all of its formats, to revive down allies instead of applying a flat revive percentage. And finally, we're looking to normalize damage for the Elementalist so that it's not effectively the best in slot for damage support and survivability in all scenarios. To this end, we are modifying the functionality for a few skills that unintentionally overperform against large hitbox targets in addition to a select few damage reductions yeah so that would be Um, like the two overload skills that they nerfed uh overload fire and overload air which were the big damage skills on tempest if i'm not mistaken i don't play elementalist that much Um, i i think i play it the most of the three of us and i enjoy it but i don't play it super frequently Mm -hmm. so yeah so there for the we're hoping that we've pulled out the right <laughs> for these. Uh, for the profession, the overload fire, the physical damage has been reduced by 10% in PvE only, or PvE only. And overload air, the total number of attacks has been reduced from se- 17 to 14. And for weapon skills, geyser, this skill has been unsplit from PvP and will now use the higher value healing power multiplier in all game modes. Base healing value has been reduced by 33%, however, and number of pulses has been increased from 3 to 5. I may be mistaken, but I believe that is going to make it a very good support skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving down to uh, Arcane Blast, this skill now uses the ammo system. Ammo count has been set to 3, with a 20 second count recharge. There is a 1 second recharge between each use. For Arcane Wave, this skill now uses the ammo system as well. Ammo count has been set to 2, with a 30-second count recharge. There is a 2-second recharge between each use. Yeah, I I think both of those skills are really underrated, so that's why I left those in. And um, the fact that they're getting like multiple charges is cool. Yep, yep. And actually, well, 20-second recharge is pretty great 30 is starting to get like eh. mm. <laughs> especially with only a two count but yeah we'll see how it plays out 
Conjure weapons. Conjured weapons no longer expire after a set number of skill activation, but instead last for a flat duration of 30 seconds. So this is a little bit like the Charzuka from that point of view. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. And down to traits, we wanted to call out Arcane Resurrection. This trait no longer grants an increased revive rate, but instead changes the functionality of the geyser skill, causing it to revive allies in its radius by 7% per tick, in addition to healing. This trait now casts geyser on the elementalists when they begin reviving an ally. Yeah. So Again, making geyser a pretty good support skill. Mm -hmm. um, I'll take Engineer. Uh, in this update, we're making major changes to the Explosives and Tool trait lines, as well as some changes to the Gadget skill type. Explosions traits have been reorganized and reworked to better support a larger variety of builds. While we expect any build that takes the Explosive line to have at least some Explosive skills, the line was disproportionately weighted to favor bombs and grenades to the exclusion of the power damage options. We want this line to have a few viable options for builds that don't go all in on these kits while still having an explosive theme where appropriate. The traits Siege Rounds, Thermobaric Detonation, and Explosive Powder have been removed, and the Shaped Charge trait has been removed to the Grandmaster Miner slot due to its passive functionality. Several new traits have been added to replace the lost traits, and some adjustments have been made to enhancement skills that suffered a loss of effectiveness due to the removal of these traits. The tool line was suffering from poor options at its Grandmaster tier, so we've reworked Kinetic Battery and Gadgeteer to smooth out their gameplay patterns. So, I'm pretty excited about this, actually. Yeah, the Gadgeteer thing is interesting because it just basically buffed everything that was under Gadgeteer. Same with Explosive Powder. Um, uh, what I'm personally really interested in is kinetic uh, whatever it is, kinetic something. I'll get to that in a <laughs> second. I'll just go through some, some other skills. Um, personal battering ram, the skill now uses the ammo system. Ammo count has been set to 2 with a 25 second count recharge. There's a 5 second recharge between each use. It's already a really good CC personal battering ram uh, mm -hmm. especially, especially when you count the uh, tool belt skill. So that makes it even just that much better. This um, actually is almost a, like the one mantra for Mesmer's, the one, oh, the, I can never remember which one it's called, but it's the one that interrupts. Right. And it's a good CC for that. This is very similar. Mm -hmm. And Rocket Boots. This skill now uses the ammo system. Ammo count has been set to 2 with a 20 second count recharge. There's a 2 second recharge between each use. Now if you haven't used Rocket Boots since launch, they change it at some point, where you can cover a huge amount of uh, ground in a very short period of time. Wow. 900. Yeah. 900. That's I just a looked. lot. I followed the link. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, the fact that you now get 2 uses... Uh, in a row, that's going to be amazing in, in PvP and World versus World. That's a big movement skill. Mm. Yeah. And it's a blast combo finisher too. On top of that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So also, I really like the the orbital command trait. This trait invokes an orbital strike when striking a foe below fifty percent health and has a fifteen second recharge. I just <laughs> I just really love the idea <laughs> of my Asura engineer calling down <laughs> satellite 
lasers on people. <laughs> um, yes. And here's kinetic battery. This trait has been reworked. It now generates kinetic charges whenever a tool belt skill is used. At five charges, gain quickness and super speed for five seconds. Charges can only be generated while in combat, but do not expire until five stacks is reached or the trait is unequipped. Five seconds yeah, of quickness that's... is really wow. good. Yeah. Ugh. And, um, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my only concern would be, like, you would have to organize your what, tool belt skill recharges really well, but also you could leave combat and still have like four charges and wait until you're about to take on your next foe and use your tool belt skill immediately. Actually, that's okay, I know I keep going back to Mesmer stuff, but that's a little bit like with your shatters, like you build up three and you have to time them. Mm -hmm. You know, your your shatters, like which one do you need at which time? Yeah. Based on cooldown, it's actually reminds me a lot of that. All right. For the Guardian, the addition of the ammo system also allows us to rework some old skill types. In this case, something we've wanted to, what we've long wanted to do, spirit weapons. These skills now immediately summon a weapon that performs a single powerful skill and then vanishes. We also revisited some, we also revisited some of the older skills and traits that have gone largely untouched in recent years to update them on the back end and smooth out some of their functionality. One example of this is Zealot's Flame, which felt somewhat random in its burn application, so we've smoothed out the burning around you to pulse every second. In this update, we've also seized the opportunity to review a couple of trait lines, adjusting and reworking the Zeal and Radiance specializations. Under the weapon skills, we want to call out Wave of Wrath, because this is one that's been making the rounds on the Twitters that I've seen. Oh. Now, re- this is <laughs> rest in peace, loot stick. Reduce the range from 600 to 300. They halved the range of the loot stick, increased the range angle, however, from 90 degrees to 100 degrees change. to better line up with its oh, effect. <laughs> it, it didn't need a wider degree. I mean, that is not what people were calling for. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I will say, however, someone pointed out that if you have, I think is it bombs and you have it to ground tab to your target and you just constantly cycle through and just hold down your one key mm-hmm. it's basically an auto attack mm-hmm. and it's bombs so it's area of effect <laughs> with a crazy long distance so there's that uh, I want them to narrow down the angle at which you can fire the loot stick and then increase the range yeah. to like 900 personally that's what I want that's what you want so for the the as mentioned in the preamble for this spirit weapons have been reworked and they now use the ammo system and another utility skill they touched was fragments of faith the detonation effect of this trap is no longer unblockable which i thought was quite interesting i always find it interesting when they make things unblockable uh, just uh, a couple of things. Um, Zealot's Flame was nerfed. I'm just <laughs> reading these notes now lot. because, of course, I didn't read them earlier. Uh, you just 
<laughs> highlighted them red for fun? Or no, I, I did this uh, one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but Zealous Flame is part of the Guardian's Condi meta, I think. Uh, it's been a while since I played Condi, Guardian, but I think that was part of it. And so I'm reading here that they're nerfing the burning duration from six seconds to three seconds, which could be significant. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to draw attention to was spear weapons. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of really excited talk about spear weapons because people really want to use them now. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they have ammo. Uh, I want to see. Yeah, it that could action. make them really yeah. useful. I'm I'm curious. I want. I, I definitely want to try them out. So I I def oh, I definitely feel like they touch this because of the holographic weapons that mm-hmm. the Hollowsmith are going to get. I see. Because mm-hmm. they're, I expect them to be relatively similar in theme. Mm-hmm. So. And spear weapons have really? not been used like ever in the meta. So, hopefully, oh. good luck. Well, yeah. I can't think of a time. Maybe I'm wrong. For traits, we want to call out Expeditious Spirits. This trait has been reworked and renamed Eternal Armory. Eternal Armory increases the maximum ammo count of spirit weapon skills while reducing their recharge and causes strikes from spirit weapons to inflict burning. That is a dang fine trait. Mm. For Radiant Retaliation, it that trait has been reworked and renamed Righteous Instincts, and it increases your chance to critically strike and grant one stack of might for each seconds every se- every second while you have retaliation. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a thing. That's pretty cool. Six seconds every second while you have retaliation. Perfect Inscriptions no longer grants Light Aura, but instead shares the passive effects of the activated signets with your allies. I thought that was very interesting. And Honorable Staff, this trait now grants up to 200 concentration at level 80, regardless of weapon wielded. Huh. Removed increased boon duration while wielding a staff. So I like that it's called Honorable Staff, and they didn't rename it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> the could have been honorable weapons. <laughs> All right. For Mesmer, in addition to being integrated into the new ammo system, Mesmer mantras are seeing a comprehensive overhaul. When we took a look at the traits available to mantras, we found that harmonious mantras and restorative mantras had conflicting purposes, which is totally something I've only mentioned probably five or six times in my time being on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Restorative mantras are most effective when you are restocking your mantra charges, but harmonious mantras made it harder to do this, said me several times. With new mantras in the upcoming Firebrand specialization, we wanted to make sure that Mesmer mantras had gameplay that was unique to them. Our decision was to focus Mesmer mantras on combat casting, which meant removing harmonious mantras and adding additional bonuses to Mesmer mantras when they are fully restocked. The removal of harmonious mantras also allowed us to make the active effects stronger since we no longer had to worry about the balance skewing that added that adding a third cast would create. Removing harmonious mantras also gave us a space to include to build a new dueling Grandmaster trait that favors precision builds. Huzzah! I was very happy reading all of this. 
For the weapon skills, the prestige now removes one condition when activated. I thought that was interesting. And I think they changed it that it didn't do something else, but it's not listed here, I think. Uh, for the mantras, like we said, they'll no longer display their number of charges in the enhancement bar, which is above your utility bar, and will instead use the ammo system reduced cast time by 0.5 seconds, and they are no longer they no longer grant bonus toughness while channeling. Ammo count has been set to two, and recharges between casts have not changed. So some of them are like almost instantaneous. I love mantras, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For traits, this is where a lot of uh, the changes took place. For harmonious mantras, this trait has been removed from the game, and it's been replaced with superiority complex, <laughs> and it increases critical what a great name. <laughs> critical hit damage. <laughs> it increases critical hit damage by 15%. This bonus is further increased to 25% against foes below 50% health or foes who become disabled by stun, daze, taunt, fear, knockdown, etc. Uh, further to removals, mistrust has been removed from the game as a trait, and it's been replaced with ineptitude, which was uh, further down the line in dueling, so it got a promotion. Uh, it's a f- and its effects have been changed. So for ineptitude, this trait now causes interrupts to inflict blind for five seconds and applies blind to inflict two stacks of confusion for five seconds. Oh, so they're kind of rolling mistrust mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. ineptitude a little they're bit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phantasmal Force, this trait replaces the slot left open by ineptitude and has the following effect. Phantasms gain a 1% damage boost whenever might is applied to them and a 4% damage boost when they attack. Maximum bonus 25%. This bonus damage lasts until the phantasm is destroyed. So that's that's pretty cool. And uh, that's it. That's, I, I try to be good and not keep all the Mesmer stuff in. I noticed that there was more Mesmer stuff than in other <laughs> professions. <laughs> well, I tried to keep, what, uh, if it was any of the ones I was going through, I tried to keep anything that was a removal mm-hmm. and replacement. I totally removed all that stuff from <laughs> my professions when I was at Lake. Oh, all well, right. I feel it's important. Moving on to the Necromancer. One of the biggest changes for necromancers in this patch is the change to the vital persistence trait. Previously, this trait reduced the rate at which life force decayed while in shroud and was too powerful compared to the other two traits in the same tier. We've changed the functionality of this trait in order to provide a different option that is easier to track and more competitive with other traits in the same tier. The Lich Form Elite skill has also received a significant update and had most of its functionality overhauled to better position it as a power-based option that can complement Plague Lands. One other major change was to the Signets of Suffering trait in the Spite line, which previously was competing with Spiteful Spirit as a boon corruption option. We've reworked this trait to more directly benefit Signet skills and increase the boon corruption power of Spiteful Spirit a bit for players who want that functionality. And all the necros across the land sighed. <sighs> I've only heard you so far. Uh, but it, was, it has been a lot. I, I don't, yeah, don't read Reddit. 
<laughs> due, <laughs> yeah. due to the vital, vital persistence. persistence trait. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge, huge drop. Um, and my survivability significantly was impacted. And I still haven't quite figured out how to account for that and to change my play style. Well, didn't they? Didn't they update? Yeah. So it's right. So, and I'll get to that. It's slightly better, um, but not perfect. Uh, But before we get to that, so the Lich form, um, this skill has a functionality rework for many of its skills. Its active duration has been increased from 15 seconds to 20 seconds. So I remember when this was nerfed. Uh, I don't know what a year ago when it was decreased. So it's good to see that it's kind of increasing again. Um, and I thought it was interesting the summon madness uh, skill. So this skill no longer requires a ground target upon casting. Minions will spawn every second for the next eight seconds. Minions spawned. Oh, I didn't even have been changed this. from jagged horrors to a new unstable horror. <laughs> Unstable horrors have a low health pool and will explode <laughs> after six seconds if they are not killed. Unstable yeah. horrors just don't go to a prostitute. <laughs> Jesus. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you need to go to horrors with a good sense of self worth. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I apologize. All right, so, unstable horrors. <laughs> Have a low health pool and will explode after six. Or roars. <laughs> so they're screaming at you now, too? Uh, Jeez. After six seconds, if they are not killed, dealing damage in a 180 radius around them. Whew. All right. Um, okay, so spectral mastery in the traits. Uh, duration increase has been reduced from 50% to 20%. That's rough. Uh, You don't like that change? No, I don't. And that's the thing, like, looking down through here, I left a couple things in here that, you know, uh, where did I leave them? No, I didn't. Never mind. Uh, Just a lot of nerfing going on um, that just was kind of rough. But then there was an update today. So... So remind me what spect- spectral mastery is, because I don't. So recall. spectral mastery. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Reduces recharge on yeah. spectral skills. Spectral skills last longer and grant right. Life that's force so that's the life oh, that's... force issue, right? So that's where it's really okay. mm-hmm. problematic. Um, yeah, and just frustrating. But there was an update today, um, about an hour and a half ago. Uh, where the Death Shroud, uh, the base drain of life force from being in Death Shroud has been reduced 25%, and Reaper Shroud, the base drain of life force for being in Reaper, has been, Reaper Shroud has been reduced 25%. Um, so this is a bit of an add back, um, makes it a little bit better, but again, still a little problematic. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Reaper compares to Scourge um, and and how that all mm. works out. Um, I saw on Reddit somebody kind of comparing the, you know, the changes in Necro. It feels a lot like things were nerfed in order to balance them out instead of buffing the lower mm. elements to balance things out. So it doesn't feel as good. I yeah. mean, maybe it's okay. And maybe it will work out. It just doesn't initially feel great 
Did you see the huge thread yeah. about necromancers oh, yes. on Reddit today? Or there's like 1,700 upvotes or something, which is pretty crazy for yeah. Guild Wars 2 subreddit. Um, I think people are just concerned with the viability of necros. People really enjoy playing necro, and it's, you know, it's hard when things like this happen that it may not impact it as much as people are thinking, um, but it could be one of those things that people can, you know, like, uh, kind of make them think like oh necros are awful so no necros in fractals no necros in raids right instead of like really taking right. the time to play with the mm -hmm. builds um, and that's the danger okay moving on to ranger with this release we've aimed to update numerous traits for readability and synergy within each line included in these changes are some quality of life updates such as syncing pet swap trait cooldowns with the cooldown pet swap as well as major revisions to some traits like most dangerous game and empathic bond while revisiting traits we also reviewed the ranger's signets with an eye on encouraging player choice of whether to activate the signet or retain the passive benefits by ensuring the actives are not merely a temporarily better version of the passive um i literally have nothing to say about any of the changes yeah. <laughs> it's a sea of red. Yeah, it's just like there's no really good buffs at all, and I don't like the changes to the signets, except I, I kind of just dislike the changes to the signets because the conditional removal signet is nerfed, and signet, uh, what is it? Signet of renewal is nerfed, and I don't like the new version. And it's just like, what is there to really talk about? There's nothing until Soul Beast comes in, I guess. I have to put my hopes on that mm -hmm. oh. right and that's really like with the necro and scourge where you're just kind of waiting mm, to see how mm, it all balances point. out they must have a reason for why they're doing what they're doing and want to trust that they are not just blindly making yeah like decisions. maybe there's going to be more balance patches when the new expansion hits and that is it right. for ranger <laughs> all right revenant inspiring reinforcement felt lacking in its stability generation because you still had to wait for the skill to complete before gaining stability. We've changed it to immediately grant stability to the caster, so you have the opportunity to prevent crowd control before it lands. The retribution trait line's identity was centered around sustain and was somewhat lacking in synergy. A couple trait reworks here are intended to create some interplay with retaliation and stability. The Devastation line and the Legendary Assassin stance have been about power damage and seizing initiative, and we've pushed a few modifications here to help power builds and offer Revenants more control on when their traits come into play. So Revenants have been getting kind of a, a bad rap recently, so I feel like this is mm -hmm. uh, ArenaNet attempting to put them back in the mix. Um, so I pulled out the things that were kind of interesting to me so the vengeful hammers for utility skills a third hammer was added and reduced damage by 33 percent to preserve appropriate damage per second change the base function of this skill so you can no longer lose projectiles as a result of passing too close to uneven terrain this skill has been unsplit from pvp using the increased healing value in all game types i use this a lot so i was happy to see you know, it's, it's an interesting change. Third hammer. I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, and then I left in here uh, a couple things. So Assassin's Annihilation, Focus Siphoning, and Enchanted Daggers all saw increased damage by 20%. And that was kind of a running theme throughout all of these things. Increased damage, increased damage, increased damage, increased damage. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, more of a power build and uh, increased damage. So, mm, good stuff. Yeah, I like, I like the change to Vengeful Hammers. Vengeful Hammers I liked before they gave it the big damage increase. Though. I think it was a 100% damage increase like a month yeah. or two about ago. And now it's a third hammer. So, oh, well, they did reduce the damage by 33%, but I assume it's just going to equal out. Right, I think that's because of that third hammer. So it all kind yeah. of balances. Yeah. All right, and on to the Thief. So the Daredevil specialization has largely taken over the power-based gameplay that used to be the domain of the sword. So we are giving sword and sword-related traits an enhancement in order to ensure that it has some unique utility to offer. Tricks and Signets are also receiving several changes to help them compete with the very powerful utility skills offered by Deceptions and Physicals. Finally, we are also reassessing some traits that we felt were either lacking in power or not enough, or not offering enough diversity in choice. So I have not played Sword with my Thief. Have either of you? No, but I've been hearing good things about Sword. I mm -hmm. just haven't had a chance to try it out. Yeah, I haven't uh, popped onto my Thief slash Daredevils since the patch, so I haven't tried this one yet. All right, for utility skills, um, Distracting Daggers, this skill now uses the ammo system. Ammo count has been set to three with a count recharge of 20 seconds. There's a one second recharge between uses. And Haste lowered the recharge from 50 seconds to 30 seconds. Wow, that's a big change. Mm -hmm. Now grants swiftness for six seconds in addition to its previous effects. Wow, that is a really... Over its previous I effects. I <laughs> I'm looking it up. Look it up. I'm looking it up. <laughs> no, I'm looking uh, up. Version history. Uh. Well, it gives quickness, fury, and swiftness, and it breaks stun now. So I assume it did most of those things before. Yeah, but so yeah. now, I think definitely it wasn't for six seconds. So. No, I don't think Swiftness was on it at all. They added Swiftness. Gotcha. All right, so Thieves Guild. The Thieves summoned by the skill will now use chatter lines that what <laughs> that match their race. I I know that those words mean something, but chatter lines? Mm. Oh, they, they would yell things out. And actually the same is true for Ambush. I highlighted it, or I blocked it out red, but Ambush had the same change. Gotcha. Increase the number of thieves summoned to three. I actually use thief skill quite a bit. Oh, oh we've we've redded out dagger storm. I like that change. Can we talk about that? Uh, sure. So dagger storm reduced the duration from eight seconds to four seconds, but doubled the number of daggers thrown. Now gives one stack of stability for six seconds on activation instead of pulsing stacks. This skill now increases movement speed by one hundred percent while activated changed the system that limited hits on the same target to be more consistent for multiple thieves using the skill at the same time. Yeah. 
I really like the speed increase to 100%. That's cool. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun to to use that skill. Much more mm-hmm. storm-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and dagger. And da- dagger <laughs> Yeah, very, very thievy. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Much thievy. For the trait. So, da- so dagger. <laughs> Flanking strikes. This trait has been renamed to Burst of Agility to eliminate confusion with the similarly named attack skills. The version of haste activated by this trait has been renamed to Lesser Haste. Lesser haste. What a name. Now grants swiftness <laughs> for six seconds in addition to its previous effects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and side strikes. This trait has been removed and its effects have been combined with flawless strikes. It has been replaced with Assassin's Fury. This trait grants three stacks of might for eight seconds whenever you gain fury and has a two second internal cooldown. Uh, and then we have Flawless Strikes. This trait has been renamed to Twin Fangs and now causes attacks from behind or beside to have 7% bonus critical hit chance in addition to its previous functionality. Rewarding some skilled play there, I think, if you're... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you're dodging to the side and hitting from... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, signets of power. This trait no longer grants might when a signet is cast. Instead, it causes all signets to have a second passive effect. The additional passive varies per signet. So for signet malice, that's heal on kill. Assassin signet gain two stacks of might for five seconds on kill. Infiltrator signet regain one initiative on kill. Signet of agility regain ten endurance on kill. And signet of shadows Gain two seconds stealth on kill. No effect if already stealthed. This is a lot of changes. I hmm. feel like it requires yeah. a lot of theory crafting to kind of figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you already have a signet on your bar, this is a really great change to that yeah, trait. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's super... I, I like the avenues this can open up for not only for thieves but also potentials down the line maybe for other professions i wish i knew off the top of my head what 10 endurance equals but yeah um it's 10 times more than one. <laughs> oh, great thank you no good problem. job <laughs> uh yes so are we done with thief okay uh on to warrior In addition to moving some utility skills to the new ammo system, we're also taking a look at the strength and arms trait lines. These lines have several adjustments aimed at making each choice more meaningful and less conflicting with other choices in the same tier, while also focusing the purpose of each trait line into areas that make the most sense. One important trait that changed in this process was Berserker's Power, which is an important trait for warriors who rely on power damage. This trait previously granted a damage bonus based on the tier of adrenaline you were at while you were using a burst skill. We've updated this trait to better scale with the amount of adrenaline you use so that warriors can feel good about using lower level bursts consecutively rather than always waiting for the level 3 that's interesting. Uh-huh. I apparently did not read all the way to the end of that. <laughs> uh, so Primal Burst, these skills now count as level one bursts for the purposes of traits that scale on adrenaline level. So I'm not sure exactly what this means, but I'm pretty sure it's a nerf. If it 
used to always count as a level three when you use your primal, mm-hmm. primal burst, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure this is not a good change. Um, on my mark, I really like the change to this. It's another ammo skill. Basically, you get like 20 vulnerability in a two-second time frame. So that's really good. And kick. This skill now uses ammo system. Ammo count has been set to three with a 30-second count recharge. There's a three-second recharge between uses. Three kicks in a row is not bad at all. But I just I put it there because I I'm curious as to how much damage that can do to a is that a yeah does that break a a CC bar bar with the kick? Uh, I will have to see, but I'm curious. Bull's charge. The skill now evades for the duration of the charge, Hmm. which is great, and increases the damage by two hundred and sixty-seven (laughs) percent. The skill now goes on full recharge if yeah. interrupted. Oh, that blows. Yeah, well, I don't that's know. A, that's a right. big payoff if it goes through, though. Well, you evade for the duration of the charge, wow. so that's pretty good. Um, but that that makes that almost yeah. as good as a replacement yeah. for Headbutt, almost. Yes. Hmm. Um, so, also, in traits, Berserker's power... This trait, uh, this trait's functionality has been changed. It now provides a stacking seven percent damage increase enhancement for ten seconds for each bar of adrenaline used when a burst skill hits maximum of three stacks. So it used to be ten percent for the first tier, fifteen percent for the second tier, and twenty percent for the third tier. Hmm. And now it's seven, fourteen, and twenty-one. So it sucks it's for the better. first two tiers. And then is one percent better for the third tier. So I, I mean, I don't know. I think like the earlier change is meant to encourage people to use the first and second tiers, but this right. is a nerf to the first and second tiers. So conflicting interests there. Um, peak performance. This trait now increases the damage of all physical skills by thirty percent, regardless of your adrenaline level. Additionally, ha! it now also reduces fall damage by 50% and causes you to launch foes when you take fall damage. So <gasps> the combino so thing. Yeah, it combines... Death from the, above? Death from above, yeah, into oh. the peak performance. Uh, I, I love 30... the name of that skill, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too bad it's not in it anymore. Uh, 30% damage increase was impressive when I read it. I'll have to try it out. Um, but moving on... Pass. We're done, professions, everybody. We're done. We are. However, we will say there was a late, as Hashtag mentioned, there was a late update today and uh, some general changes that they made were for confusion. The base damage has been increased to match bleeds base damage. Skill activation damage has been reduced to compensate for this. And the change only applies to PvE as well, Torment, base damage has been increased to match Bleed's base damage. And oh, so the same thing. It's the same thing. As, but So Confusion and Torment have both had their base damage increased to match Bleed's. And I am, as someone who loves both these, super duper excited. So yeah, I guess the difference between that and Bleeding would be that Bleeding is easier to stack, but Confusion and Torment have uh, additional effects. So mm-hmm. that's so I think that makes them completely viable as condition damage builds yeah. torment and 
torment based builds and confusion based builds. So you probably see a lot more of those in raids. Yeah. I only noticed this specifically as a call out because Boots tweeted about it saying like wondering if uh, Mesmer Ooh. condition shatters might be viable in raids as a result. Oh. Mm -hmm. And now for the changes to structured player versus player. Glorious armors earned from PvP reward tracks now have Heart of Thorns stats combinations available as selectable options. Heart of Thorns required. So that's great. I, 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 thought, I thought it was very interesting, and I thought it was interesting that they could break that out per account. Like, if you don't have Heart of Thorns yeah. on your account, hmm. so that, again, opens up some interesting possibilities. So, you know, if you have this versus that. I wish they had this two years ago, but it's a good change. Mm -hmm. uh, PvP stat swappable armor. The PvP Ascendant armors, Ardent Glorious and Glorious Heroes, can now be upgraded into stat swappable armor, effectively being legendary armor yeah. without a skin. Mm -hmm. So that's yep. really great change that people have been calling for. Uh, yep. The Ascendant Armor League vendor now sells items needed to upgrade Ascendant PvP armor into stat swappable armor. And since this is an upgrade, the stats level armor does not include a new unique skin, but is instead the same skin as the Ascended piece that was upgraded. And this is the same with World vs. World. Mm -hmm. Because World vs. World uh, has the same uh, ability to get yep. stats level armor. Mm -hmm. With the exception that in that case, it's tri the Triumphant Heroes and the Misforged Triumphant Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I must have actually accidentally edited that out. I thought I left it in. It's in. Oh, there it is down there. Yeah. All right. Um, so gliding. Uh, there's gliding in War vs. World now, which is great. Uh, the new War Gliding Mastery has been added to War vs. World. The War Gliding skill allows gliding in territories that your team owns in the Mist War maps. You'll be kicked from your glider if you enter a territory that you do not own. Yes, I should, probably should have read the territory thing first. <laughs> each each objective now has a territory associated with it that is outlined on the map. An objective's territory will display the team's color of the team that owns it. The World vs. World score UI now displays the objective of whatever territory you are in. And it's um, not unsubtle. No, no. When you look at the map, it's like, whoa, that's a lot of lines. Yep. Mm. But it's very clear. I was saying last night, though, when I went in, I was like, I feel if I'm in an area, a territory that is color-coded to my world, I have this false sense of security that I'm totally safe in it. <laughs> Which yeah. is probably not good to yeah, have. Yeah, I, I would advise you to not look at the map much. <laughs> just just jump off high things and see if I glide. This yeah. is really... I tested it out a few times. I was in World vs. World for like an hour today doing stuff. And, you know, it, it, it both changes things and doesn't change things that much. Because I was mostly just using it to cut corners and get places faster. So really it's just uh, a movement ability that really improves uh, quality of life. Well, I would also think it's a little bit safer if you're super high up in particular. Yeah, but there's not that many places you can get super high up. And you um, can uh, go in biz when you're gliding. No, you can't. Not in Invisible <gasps> World. You can, I did not know that. You can dodge, but you can't go invisible. Okay. Um, and Zero Map is saying, like, obviously, this the gliding in World versus World is only if you have Heart of Thorns. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I was going to also add that uh, people were, uh, as a Zerg, sort of gliding out and using their um, falling uh, traits that do damage on mm. top of people. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yes. I, Love it. Interesting Love tactic. It. I haven't seen it in use yet, so oh. I know how effective it is. And I, I will... am super just with that. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, uh, still with gliding. This is a test for gliding in World vs. World. We can disable gliding in World vs. World if we do not find it appropriate for the game mode. But, uh, you know, it's so good, I don't think they're going to take it out ever. Mm -hmm. um, a new ability point reset vendor, the World Ability Master, has been added to each portal keep, uh, the team starting area. Uh, one free sample ability point reset is available per character. Ability point resets can be bought with spirit shards that will instantly reset your world versus world ability points. Love this. Mm. Love it. One, it's a sink for yeah. all those spirit shards. <laughs> and sometimes there's like, oh man, I wish I could change that, but I have to yeah. wait for a balance update before I get to do it. So this is great. I have so many ability points that it wasn't really a problem. Like I logged in <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, went to the ability point uh, UI, and it cost 60 to max it, and I had 67 ability points. So that was fun. Oh, that's uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, Siege Balance. They adjusted the ballista by... Um, they increased the damage to siege weapons, and the fourth skill has been replaced with an anti-air bolt Ooh. that shoots people out of the air and immobilizes Ooh, nice. them. Nice. Love yeah. it. Gliding, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to try that out on people. <gasps> that did they just they should have just called it <laughs> troll bolt. <laughs> also the catapults uh bowler shots now deal damage based on their charge level. The longer the catapult is charged, the more damage mm -hmm. it deals, which I is like an interesting that. change because people would just line the catapults right. right up next to the wall and then fire shot it. immediately. Yeah, and spam it. But I wonder, you know, it'll be mm -hmm. interesting to find out what is uh, more effective to just spam it like previously or hold it down. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the World vs. World Ascendant Armor, the Triumphant Heroes, and the Mistforged Triumphant Heroes can be upgraded, etc. And you can now buy from the Legendary Commander War Razor. A legendary components uh, on from him, so you know I messed Water. that up pretty badly. <laughs> <laughs> Is War Razor a char? Sounds like a char name. He's a char, yeah, yeah, and he's in the, the spawn areas typically. Okay. So reward changes. They've increased the pips you get, which is something everyone has been just begging for. Um, mm -hmm. Being in first place with War Score now grants five pips instead of three. Second place grants four pips instead of two. Third place grants three pips instead of one, which is um, a huge improvement because that basically means it's, you're having the grind it takes to get yes. pips. Which is huge, particularly if you yeah. are in third place. Yeah. The uh, I've, I've seen some really good chatter on Twitter about that change in particular mm. yeah oh i was actually just gonna say there was a late change today um i didn't put it in but participation now always takes 15 minutes to decay no matter how much participation you have earned 
This really? means that decaying at an earlier tier is no longer faster than decaying at a later tier. Hmm. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. As well, participation bar has been changed to always display how much time is left until ta- until it will start to decay. Previously, only the grace time of 90 seconds was shown. Now it o- will always show the grace time. The bar will okay. be green. Good. If your grace time is above 90 seconds, yellow if it is 90 seconds or less, and red if you are decaying. So was this the late notes? That, yes. Okay, yeah, it, so this was in effect today when I was playing, and I was wondering about my participation bar because it didn't feel like it was falling very fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, and that's actually, great. Before we move on to the Black Lion ones as well, um, they Siren's Landing uh, it fixed a, it, This is one of the few bug ones we're going to go over, but it fixed a bug in which ancient saplings and or calcum ore would only allow one gather per node. So I thought that was like a working as intended feature for Siren's Landing, but no, they are supposed to have the full amount of strikes on them, mm-hmm. and and now they will. And oh, the other thing I thought was kind of interesting for the Living World uh, late update notes were hints have been added to the One Path Ends open world collections. So I thought that was, I haven't checked it out yet, but I thought that was interesting. Hints have been added. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I think I'm done most of them, but yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the Black Lion Trading Company Gem Store new items and promotions. There is a new Rival Skies package with the Fiery Blade Axe and the Icy Blade Axe available in the style category for the Gem Store for 1,000 gems. And the new Black Lion Instant Level 80 ticket is available in the Upgrades category for 2,000 gems. Using this item will grant a level 80 boost, allowing players to test their characters before boosting one to level 80. Uh, 2,000 gems is a lot. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I mean, want it to get be worse a lot. to rewards experience. Yeah. 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 I mean, you get tomes and writs of experience yeah. all the time. Yeah. A new Path of Fire preparation pack is available in the utility category for. 3,500 gems, and it will contain one character slot, two bag slot expansions, a Black Line Instant Level 80, an Unbreakable Gathering Tools container, and 10 Black Line keys. Pretty good Which deal. Which is a good purchase if you don't have yep. that stuff, if you don't have a character slot, if you want bag uh, expansions. But I don't want any of those things. I just got a character yep. slot for buying Path of Fire. Mm-hmm. So. Same, same. With the improvement to the Mistlock Sanctuary Lounge, the permanent Mistlock Sanctuary Pass Key is available in the utility category for an additional week with for 1,000 gems. And actually, there was a late update note about that. I uh, For improvement... Oh, wait. Bah, bah, bah. This Guild Wars 2 5th Anniversary Sale starts soon. Check back every day for your favorite items on sale. And sales are going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I loves me a sale. Well, you spend all your gems on Black Lion keys. Not all of them. (laughs) Not not all of them. For improvements, the Mistlock Sanctuary's portal to Tyria has been updated with additional teleportation options. Players may now choose to return to the location where they use their Mistlock Sanctuary pass. So you have to do this through the portal. So you can't... It's not like in the guild hall where you can just choose to exit wherever you are in the guild hall and go back, you actually have to walk up to the portal to do it. Yep. 
And one of the late breaking as of today improvements was Tyria waypoints are now accessible from the Mistlock Sanctuary. Simply open the map and navigated, navigate to the lower floor. So all, all of the waypoints are available now. Mm-hmm. The Black Lion exclusives chest has been added as a rare drop to the in the current Black Lion chest. For a limited time, players can choose one of the nine exclusive items released previously in the Black Lion chest, including the Grasping Phantom Glider, Mini Celestial Rooster, Infinarium Glider, Candelabra Staff, Bitterfrost Vantage Point, Norn Safe Room Cat Pass, and Key, Elemental Sword, Sword sworn Zyshin Helmskin and Hounds of Balthazar Mail Carrier. So those were all items if they drop from the chest mm-hmm. would be account bound, so you could not sell them. However, this chest that you can choose one of those items from is uh, tradable. Mm-hmm. So you can post it to the gem store or to the trading post. I don't know what it's at now, but last night it was like 2,000 gold or something insane. Oh, that Infinerarium glider. Yeah, that's actually, from the things in there, uh, the mini Celestial Rooster and the (laughs) Infinerarium glider are the two I would like. I have some of the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) I have about half of them. Uh But anyway. (laughs) But yeah, I, I think that's kind of an interesting solution to it, sort of. But I mean, it's still... Yeah, there's, there's a, I'd like, actually, I should have checked actually what it was selling for right now, because it was quite a bit yesterday. Don't, we can move on. Yep. And uh, we're just jumping way down to some general updates. Um, There was a, the wiki had a note that apparently some hero challenges are now repeatable. I think they were always repeatable, but I I don't think you could set them off. I don't know if you can now, Hmm. but. Now it it lets you know on the map which ones are repeatable and which ones aren't. Okay. All right. Oh, and uh, Zero is saying that the chest is now 899 gold. So it's like halved in price from what it was. And I just wanted, we didn't have anything in here specifically, but I wanted to do a quick mention of the Catmander tag and the mini cat with the Catmander tag. So tempted to go get it. But I, I, it's 150 gold for me. If you're at all interested in knowing more about it, I believe uh, MMO yeah. Inks has two or three videos out about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so check out his YouTube channel for that. And I also wanted a quick note on Barrier. We're not going to go into it huge amount. It's going to be a new mechanic coming in with Path of Fire. I don't think we're going to get it before that. And Wooden Potatoes has a video explaining what it is. And it looks kind of interesting. It's, it's good for tanks. All right, so now we're going to move on to good apples and grumble cakes. Finally! Finally! (laughs) Everyone has critiques about the games they play, but we like to keep things positive too. So in our good apples and grumble cakes segment, we asked you to send in your thoughts on one positive thing and one negative thing. We received a bunch of emails, so thank you very much for participating. Yay! Um... (laughs) All right. I will clap. So we're going to start things off with coffee and quests. His good apple is having super long-term meta achievements that get people to revisit Living Season 3 maps. That is such a good change. Yes, I agree with that. Grumble Cake, 
literally nothing because this game is perfect and has never been bad or wrong. <laughs> Just kidding. The super obnoxious bits of aforementioned meta achievements that largely consist of renowned heart grinding. The collection of stuff is neat. No, the collection stuff is neat, but I got so bored doing the same hearts a billion times. Yes. Agreed. Well, I agree to an extent. I mean, I did not like having to do the hearts every day in your conus mons. Screw that nonsense. But <laughs> um, just doing having to do it once for the the new yeah. meta achievements. Not so bad. Not so bad. It, yeah, it's not as bad. All right. It's a little bit different when it's like for that back piece. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah. So Particle Shift starts off his email with greetings tremendous trifecta of orators so the fruits and salts of the state of things sure i'll give it a go for the good apple the improvements to the w dub reward systems for the grumble cake mm-hmm. w dub daily rewards while potion of w dub rewards is nice with the new reward systems being tied to w dub rank leaves me longing for the old chests the former chests had liquid world experience, much like the current daily PVE writ of experience. Hmm, I don't remember that. Well, I don't remember it either. It has. It's been a while, hmm. I think. Um, love the the rewards for World vs. World these days. Get You feel like you're definitely getting yes. rewarded the appropriate amount now. Yeah. yeah, you don't really worry about the dailies yeah. so much, though. Well, you don't... Yeah, because dailies aren't nothing for right. you anymore. So from... <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Carl had to say, Good thing there are no monthly fees. Bad thing tunes run too slow. It's about to change with mounts. Uh, yay. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, what, yeah. a 40% Huge movement buff? buff? Yeah. So yep. that's... That's yeah. good. Uh, and then from Mesmer Can't Wave wait. for his good apple. It's an MMO that doesn't feel like a vicious cycle of farming for gold to buy more potions, to farm for gold, to buy more potions, etc. All in hopes of getting random loot drops so you can do the cycle in a slightly different part of the world. It's quite good. <laughs> um, and then their grumble is once you are in an instance, there's a good chance you won't be able to exit on your own terms. There is no eg- option to exit until you finish the instance or die. Sometimes you may look out and there's a waypoint nearby. Other times you just have to exit the game completely and relog because it's faster than trying to die. Ugh. And it, I know what they're saying there because it is it can be inconsistent. Like for instance, Cal is going through the living story finally. And he was in Codicus's right. The Spinning Room fight, and he got stuck in the wall. Right. And there's no exit feature. And he, could, and he couldn't get hit enough, because he's on his warrior, he couldn't, <laughs> like, he couldn't die. So, and he uh, couldn't, do you think like that then base, you should, they should instate slash GG into all game modes? That would be wonderful. He tried that. He was like, is there anything? I was like, uh, try slash GG. And he was like, no, mm-hmm. it gives me the warning that it's only for, you know. Did, did you tell him about how much of a nightmare that room kind of is? It's just too way too small for the fight that's going on in it? Uh, well, oh, it, it yeah. wouldn't have been so bad, but he got stuck in the wall. Yeah. 
So that it was like a kind of an, an added level of frustration for him on that one. Mm-hmm. And it is listed as a bug. I even looked, you know, I was trying to help him out, trying to think. I can't remember how he ended up. I think he did actually die eventually, <laughs> but I can't. And he was very happy. <laughs> it was like, so... huzzah! <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it's not consistent. Sometimes you get the exit button and sometimes it's not there. Mesmer Wave gave us an extra grumble. Cheating. <laughs> That's against the rules. Mesmer Wave will let it slide this time. Uh, for a game with Guild Wars in the title, there aren't any guilds warring against each other in the lore or in any playtype. Maybe it's time to rebrand the game. Anyway, it would be nice to see some GVG like the 8v8 guild battles in the first game. I think that's a fair point. Um, I mean, I know the lore going back to the original Guild Wars, um, but for new players, it is kind of confusing. And I remember when I started playing, because I started with Guild Wars 2, that that was a large part of, well, what? where are these guilds that are warring? Are we warring against each other? Or what's going on here? Uh, I would say that in War vs. World, a lot of the Zergs are, are, are guild-based. So you see a lot of guilds warring against other guilds. Yeah, but is that the that's... is that the like the overarching well, idea no, of the but game? I, you know, I, I wasn't finished though. Okay, so because <laughs> I would say that the Vigil, the Order of Whispers, the uh, German Priory are all kinds of just really big guilds, and they are warring against the dragons, and all the guilds in the game are warring against the dragons so also it was called guild wars for the guild wars in through the history like the right guilds did war and that's where it got the name from initially. right but again so... that was way back in guild wars one we're in guild wars two and you have a lot of new player base there needs to be a either i mean what if what if in the new player experience oh, no, the, the guild wars was well before oh guild yeah wars but one. what if in the new player experience somewhere in there there was a little bit of lore introduction to what Guild Wars is or was. Mm. Yeah, that would be that'd yeah. be cool. You, there might in fact there should be a book in the Doom Yes, Pride. Yes, that would be good. Uh and there may be now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> there very well could be a book in the German Priory and we've one hundred percent forgot because it was uh couple seasons or a season ago so you can send your good apples and grumble cakes to hosts of ascalon at gmail.com and as hunter would say no rants (laughs) (laughs) no rants i don't want any rants i had somebody had to put up every time i posted a blog article on the old blog someone would go in the comments and just rant and rant and rant and had nothing to do with anything that i was actually writing about (laughs) I'm ranting right now. I don't know if you <laughs> realize that. I totally never noticed okay. that irony. And that is it. That is the show. So to get in touch with us, you can contact hashtag on Twitter at H-A-A-S-H, the tag, or S-I-G-G dot one seven three five in game. You can tweet Hunter at Hunter's Insight on Twitter. You can engage Elona at one big pair or in game at onebigpair.1249. You can listen directly from our website at hostsofascalon.com. Grab the RSS feed to use with your preferred podcast app or subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And don't forget, we live stream the show at twitch.tv slash hostsofascalon on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Our next live Twitch show will be recorded on... <laughs> 
23. What does that mean? August 20, August 23rd. Why the caps lock? Just, it's just said blank. So I'm like looking at my, I'm like, oh crap, gotta look at my thing. Professional Calendar. podcast. This is your job, buddy, as host, and you didn't uh, do it. We all work together, so. Uh, and don't forget, we live stream the show at twitch.tv slash host of Ascalon on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Our next live Twitch show will be recorded on August 23rd, so put that in your calendars. Good show, me. I am fantastic. Thank you for blessing me with my presence. <laughs> wow. So humble. And I would like to thank Hashtag for, for trooping yeah. through this with a head cold. Yeah.